Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure you can take on any adventure. I'm planning on going river rafting this weekend, and I'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. It is time to throw the ball up in the air and run the court. The NBA season is upon us, and Stacy and Stinger are going to be back on the road calling action. Of course, Stacy calling the Bulls games and John directing the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending world champion Milwaukee Bucks. The brand new announcing team, Lisa Byington. They got a new radio team as well, I heard. So they make some changes on the broadcast crew. Ch changes, man. Yeah. We're going to run it back, though. Duh, like there you said. go. Did you get yeah. knocked out of opening night? The ring ceremony with the with the Bucks playing the Brooklyn Nets at Pfizer oh, Forum. The TNT big over. footage, of, huh? Yeah, they're like, it's yeah. over. Thanks, we'll take. You will one. lose that game. <laughs> yeah, well, most you teams, lose do, most game. teams do lose. Yeah, we, we did. Summer. Yeah, we did. We lost. It's just too much emotion. Yeah. Too much, you know, energy focused towards that ring and the excitement. You forget that you have to play. Where the right. other team is over there licking their chops like, we Ooh. can't wait to get to you. You're going to win a ring. You're going to make us sit here and wait and watch the banner go up. And, oh, no. Nah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Durant's going to have the, he's gonna have the right size shoes on. Yes. 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 Yeah. They're going to be. Because we, we played the Atlanta Hawks one year. And, um, you know, we were getting our ring ceremony. And um, when it was over, like, nobody really wanted to play. Like, right. the energy level Yeah, was we're down. done now. Goodbye. Yeah, let's, let's, can we play tomorrow? <laughs> nobody wanted to play today. And they jumped out on us, man, and opened a can of whoop-ass. And I'll never – I'm like, good God, is this the same Atlanta team that we yeah. beat, like, four times last year? <laughs> they just – you know, something about those teams that have to sit back and wait – you know, they're like rabid dogs. They can't wait to spoil all the fun and all the excitement. So I expect them to do the same thing. But I also expect Brooklyn to come out and send a message to Milwaukee. Right. We don't care what you did last year. It's a new year. We're a new team. And we are going to represent the East this year. So I think they're going to go out and try to send a message. We're going to get into all our predictions in a little bit. But first of all, if you're watching on YouTube, and you really should. I mean, we appreciate you everybody should. listening on, on the various uh, podcast platforms. But if you get a chance... Dial us up on YouTube. You can see the uh, Larry the Lobster. Oh, oh, wow. He's back. He's after, back. After traveling to Florida wow. and Denver, he's back. We're Larry glad the to, Lobster. We're glad to have you back, Tim. <laughs> yeah, sunburn and windburn, but I'm back. <laughs> oh, he's not as red, though. I mean, he is yeah. red, but he's not as red as he normally is. Well, we adjusted the lighting in here. 
You, okay. yeah, yeah. So you might yeah. be really red, and the lighting is really giving you a compliment. It's complimenting right. the skin. Yeah, we went a little blue, we went blue. a little sky okay, blue. Okay, no right. wonder. Yeah. He I, he looks red from where I'm sitting, but he doesn't look as red as he normally is. Yeah, we're making his teeth look whiter. Yeah. Oh well, man, look hey, at him. Hey, whisper. Speaking of contrast, didn't you notice a contrast uh, earlier when we were sitting down looking at uh, the king? Okay, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go, America. America. The regular season. The exhibition games are over now. America. Stacy looks very handsome. America. Listen, I found. I found a new. I found a new. Discovered a new barber. I moved down to the city, and I had to relocate my barber because my barber, my old barber, who I've had for a long time, who's still my barber, if I happen to be in this area, which probably will be never. Um, <laughs> so um, you know, so I'm like 40, 40 something miles away. It's, it's yeah. too far to get a haircut, so I had to go. Uh, find a barber in the city, and I was pointed in the direction of Razor Red over on Taylor Street. Shout out, uh, low shout out to Razor Red. He gave it was his off day. He, oh, he nice. wasn't even working, wow. and he said, "You know, for you, King, the voice of the Bulls, I'm going to make an exception. I'm going to wow. come and work whenever you need me. Call me." So I said, "Red, I need to be cut right now because I'm looking like Bill Russell. Uh, my hair is all Poor just Bill. everywhere. My <laughs> my beard was all kind of matted up and nappy because I've been moving America." America, it's been a week. I've been moving from one location to another. And if you know anything about moving, it's one of the worst things ever. It sucks. And um, I just, just this today, I found my iPad. I was looking for my iPad today. And I finally found it in a box down in the basement that was 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 not supposed to be in the basement with your it, football cards it, with with the with the tub <laughs> and all the you know no, I started my own I started my own tub yeah. but it's not America it's not baseball and football cards yeah. it's Hooters uh, memorabilia oh, Hooters okay. cards and, yeah. and Twin Peaks yeah. and all the little and, all the little restaurants and uniforms yes, uniforms and we got it all down there we got it you know, hey, I don't want to bring yeah. up any bad memories but I remember the last time that you had a move remember they came and they boxed everything oh, up dude, <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't dude. find anything first of all they boxed his whole house up. oh my goodness I mean, <laughs> hey it was like a maze it was like a rat maze they come in they were supposed to help unpack everything right so i had a game we were going out of town and they my whole living room kitchen was ceiling high boxes you know and i i couldn't find anything i couldn't even move in the house i'm like and they and they they labeled things like shoes but it was dishes you know, they labeled, you know, dishes, it was shoes, you know, clothes, which was trash, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And it just, it just made, I'm seriously, I didn't unpack that for about a year. It was the whole season, King. Yeah, it was. It went on it the was, whole season. I was complaining the <laughs> whole freaking season. year. I was so mad. I couldn't, I could not, I mean, every single day I was coming home having to unpack something. Yeah. Every day. It felt like a job. Yeah. I would leave one job. I felt like I had like three jobs. I'd leave one job and I had to come home and unpack and then put everything away. So it was like three jobs. Well, the good news is you've cut your commute in half at least or more Ooh, than half, right? Let me tell you what I did. Hey, American, let me tell you what I did the other day. This, is, this made me feel really good going to the game. So I said I'm going to take a nap. Normally, I'm on the road by three, three thirty yeah, when I'm up here north. Day. It's a long, it's like it's a legit two hour ride because yeah. you know, oh. you're in you're in the heart of traffic. Oh. So now being closer, which that's what I did, I wanted to move closer to the city so I didn't mm-hmm. have to fight the traffic. So the other day, Friday's game, so I'm I'm sitting at home. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna take a nap. It's like two thirty. Should I get up at three? Should I get up at three thirty? I said, wait a minute. I'm only six miles away from United Center. Why yeah. the hell am I gonna get up? <laughs> I said I can sleep till five, you know, oh and then get God. up and then go to the United Center. So. I, I, I set the alarm to 4.30, and then I hit the snooze when it kept coming up. I kept hitting snooze. And then it got about 5 o'clock, and I got up and got dressed and ready to go. I, I left my house at 5.15, had to stop by Citibank to get, get some cash. I had to grab the bag. And then <laughs> going to United Center, it took me about 25 minutes to get there. 
And I was just like, this, I don't know why I haven't done this before. I've been doing this since I was 21, living out in the suburbs and being so comfortable out there. But that drive, man, it it never got better. It got worse as I got older. Yeah. And it's continued to because people are back on the roads, you know. And then, you know, now, you know, but America, this is what I do for you, America. Every week, America, I come out here now. I'm coming out to the suburbs. I have to drive all the way back out here to the Sriracha Studios, <laughs> yeah. okay, for you, America. This is what I'm doing for you who listen to Give Me the Hot Sauce, the sacrifices that I make. I drove all the way out here 40 miles, and I'm here. Wow, what a hardship. Yeah. Yeah. What a hardship, Mark. Yeah, it is. It well, is. I'll tell you, what, one of the great things that... Oh, uh, it is. Wow. <laughs> it is. Oh, okay. So you want to go ahead and tell your story. Go ahead. Because you guys come from Milwaukee, okay? Yeah, it's got from you, the, they got from you beat. The, yeah, yeah, from, from, the Walsh, beat. From, the, yeah. from the Walsh estate. They come all yeah. the way from, you know, yeah. but, but America, a listen, different state. don't feel sorry yeah. for them. They also have a condo down in the city that they can actually go stay in yeah. when they want to, okay? Which is about 40 miles from here. Exactly. Yeah. And we'd be out the same distance. Matter of fact, you could have picked me up and then we could go. See, so it's all about See? Yeah. getting him. No, wait a minute. Let me tell you what I let me tell you what I did in America. So the other day, I called John. I called Stinger. I said, you know, I just threw it out there because you know they have they have this palatial state up in, in yeah. Wisconsin, oh and then they have this hot little mm-hmm. penthouse. It's like a bachelor pad down. Life is good. So they always tell me, hey, 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 Stacy, if you ever need our place, you for know, because, for you know, a year now. Yeah, you've been Bag saying it for a year. Yes, beggars to go. So the one time I threw it out there to yeah, him. Yeah. I, oh, oh, sorry, no. I can't do it. Oh, sorry. Um, we just been taking. Someone's we, living in we, it we already. Tenant now. We just rented it. Oh, rented yeah, it. yeah. And I had nowhere to go. You saw I had, a, you a, know, couple, a couple weeks ago when we showed up to record the podcast with a 20-foot U-Haul. Yes, yes, Because we yes. had to move ourselves in the morning. But they used to have two places. Yes. You know, we one was theirs yes. and one was their brother. Yes. So there was really, technically they have three places if you count the oh estate in, in Wisconsin. So they have two condos. Well, your okay. daughter's living in your condo. So, yeah, now, right? The kids live in one. They, they pay would, rent. They would host, they would they host you. If you'd like to go down. Yeah, they would host you. We have listen, listen, man. I came down there to get the other one. And then the one time I asked for it, I was like, hey, John, yeah. I might need to crash yeah. at your place. Yeah, yeah. John's like, no, can't John, do it. John said, let me call you back. That's I didn't hear back from him for four days. Yeah, so it. I had to get a Hilton. I had to go stay at the Schaumburg Hilton. Oh, no. Me and my son, we not had to go stay Inn. there. No, not Holiday Inn. No, 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 no. Holiday Inn's in, in America. I don't know. Well, you usually say you stayed at Holiday Inn. I used to. That's only when I said I'm a doctor. You know, I stayed at a Holiday Inn last night. But America, I've been. I've been struggling last week america please please bear with me okay i'm getting settled right now you know, i didn't move affect it, your move, calls move the caruso one. call yeah. that went viral that didn't awesome. it you know listen you know that it doesn't stop greatness oh, okay? okay you know i just just because i'm struggling off the court doesn't mean that i am not going to flourish on the you gotta court. bring it when you gotta bring when it you gotta, when that light comes on yeah. that little right that little red light comes on mark you know this yeah you gotta turn it on that's right and that's what i do america for you Chicago Bulls fans, Bulls Nation, that's what I do for you. Well, <laughs> well, speaking of turning it on, now that the regular season is here, you're going to be seeing Bulls games two, three, sometimes oh, four times a week, which means you're going yes. to be hearing the golden pipes of Stacy King. And, of course, he always supports one of our proud sponsors here at Give Me the Hot Sauce, our friend Jeff Vukovic in Nationwide Insurance. When it comes to insurance for your auto, home, and business, contact the king of insurance, Nationwide Agent Jeff Vukovic at jeffvuk.com. That's Jeff Vuk with a K dot com. And Stacy, might as well get ready for the season. Uh, how about the jingle? Nationwide is on your side. <laughs> All right. We are ready and rolling here on yes. episode 51. Yes. And if you want to get on board the fastest growing podcast in America, we invite you to contact us right, via Mark. email. The email address is contact GTHS 
at gmail.com. Repeat that one more time for you. Contact gths at gmail.com. You can also send questions that you might want to ask about uh, what Whispers did on his vacation, oh, you know, what the Walshes are doing with uh, with all their, their oh fantastic the properties that they and own and oh, things we, like that. Monopoly. We, we, questions everything. we got a good story for later for all rapid right. fire segment. Yeah. But yeah, but you know what, America, make sure you send in your questions because we will read them yes, on the will. air yeah. and whatever you want to ask, you know, we will, we will read it on the air. That's what we do. We, we're, 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 the, we're the people of the people. Okay. We're your, <laughs> your favorite podcasters, podcasters. So we'll keep throwing that out there. Yes. You know, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the Bulls are coming off an undefeated preseason. Uh, yeah! look, look, look a little dicey wow. against Memphis, but they roared back in the second half. Uh, a very efficient 31 points for Zach Levine. And, and watching him play, it seems hard to believe he could top what he did last year in terms of efficiency. But I think with the addition of the new players here, he's going to score easier and it's going to be a lot more fun. I think people are looking at Zach now legitimately as a top 20 player in the league. He, had, but he was a top 20 player in my mind even before last year. Mm-hmm. You know, and... Um, I think just watching him in preseason, the commitment to the defensive end has been the most important thing I've seen in these four preseason games is just seeing his 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 attitude towards defense and trying to get up and play people, get over screens, where normally he wouldn't have done that. You know, the, the last couple of years, you know, he'd get stuck on a screen kind of like a fly in flypaper. But, you know, now he's getting over, using his athleticism, he's playing the passing lane, and just watching them play, like it was a good test against Memphis because that was a playoff team, and you know every one of those guys. I mean, yeah, they were missing they were missing uh, Dylan Brooks, but it was still a playoff caliber team. They had really good players. Their bench was athletic. They were just as athletic as the Bulls were. And with John Morant, everybody knows what kind of athlete he is. So I thought it was a great test for them. They got down early, uh, but they battled back. You know, there was times where they, you know, in that second quarter, they dominated. Um, you know, there's only been a few times, Mark, in the preseason where they've lost the first quarter. You know, they've, they've been pretty much dominating teams in the first quarter. But, um, you know, they, they, they you know, righted the ship. And then their bench came in and played well. You know, they, you know their bench is going to be key for them this year um, as far as if they want to have success. Because it's a long season. And as you know, you have to rely on your bench on some games. They rank number one in the NBA in defensive rating through those four preseason games. It's oh. only preseason, but when you consider how efficient they've been turning defense into offense, you've seen Caruso was taking a page out of your guy Rondo's books. He's calling out plays of the other team when he's out there. I mean, oh, yeah. they, they, people are saying his his basketball IQ is off the charts. Listen, I mean, just I mean, they're in the top three in deflections and mm-hmm. you know getting their hands on basketballs in the passing lane. That is key for defensive transition, offensive transition. If you're getting steals, that means you're getting more scoring opportunities. That means Zach Levine is getting more shots if he's running on the break. That means DeMar DeRozan is getting more opportunities if he's running on the break. And Vooch coming in as a trailer is going to have opportunities as well. It doesn't all have to translate to be a half-court team, but... But there were some situations in that Memphis game that kind of gave you some pause a little bit because, you know, Jaron Jackson has size. You know, Steven Adams has size. And we saw, I saw personally, I saw like they kind of struggled with that a little bit. They kind of struggled with, and Steven Adams is not an offensive player. No. But he was looking like Shaq the other night. You know, and he was actually posting up, trying to score. And I think Memphis realized the Bulls are small. And they said, hey, even with Steven Adams, he's bigger than anybody on their team. Let's just go to him. Let's see what they do. Let's see if they double him. Let's see if we can, you know, get some easy baskets. And then Jaron Jackson played well. So 
I think the biggest question mark right now is is the size. When they do go up against a size team like Embiid, someone who can post up and give them problems, you know, how are they going to respond to that? You know, so that's that's the one thing I took away just from that that Memphis game because that was the first out of all the four preseason games that we saw. That was really and Valanciunas for New Orleans were two big guys that I thought gave the Bulls some problems and stretches. So it'll be interesting to see how they combat that this year when they do have to face some size. How'd you think Patrick Williams looked in his first preseason action? I thought he looked good. I thought he moved really well. I was just more concerned, not so much to him, his his playing style, his ability, because we all know he can do that. Um, I was just making sure he's healthy. You know, make sure that that ankle is okay because, you know, they had diagnosed at first he was going to be out for a while. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the powers of being young, you know, he was able to, to get back and, and uh, you know, get back to being healthy. Um, I thought he was aggressive. I thought when they passed him the ball a couple times in the three-point line, he didn't hesitate. I mean, he's got one of the most high-arcing three-point shots I've ever seen. You know, <laughs> yeah, for, he does. Yeah, I mean, yeah. seriously, that thing literally, I think it hit the banner a couple of times. <laughs> That's how high it was. But it goes straight up and it goes straight down. And so he can't he can shoot it. But it's, it's a high-arcing shot. I thought defensively. Um, you know, I thought he did very well. They tried to, I mean, he's, he's going to be matched up against power forwards this year. Like, you know, he was, he was guarding threes last year and now he's going to be asked to be guarding guys like Jaron Jackson. Mm-hmm. And they went inside to him and tried to get him in foul trouble. He did a good job. He had a block on uh, Jaron Jackson that started the fast break for the bulls. So um, that's going to be adjustment for him, but you know what? I, you know, the aggressiveness was there the other night when he was out there, he didn't hesitate. So that's what you wanted to see if you're bulls fans. The NBA season starts on Tuesday with a pair of games nationally televised on TNT, as we mentioned, Nets at Bucks and the Golden State Warriors at the Lakers. And Stinger sent out an exercise, a homework assignment for the crew, asking us to pick our top eight in the East and West, pick a champion and an MVP. We're not going to go through all the picks, but let's let's go around the room. Who, who do you guys like uh, to win the East? Stinger? Stinger? Uh, you know what? I went with the Nets. Yeah, I got Bucks too, but I got Nets. Hey, line one, we have the Milwaukee Bucks on line <laughs> yeah. one. You are no they longer your services yeah, yeah. are no longer. Why don't you go work for Brooklyn, <laughs> once sir? Once you ask the question, though, in the, in the finals, I have the Bucks. So, oh, okay. Oh, we didn't get to that question. We, we didn't get to that question. Well, I mean, you're, oh, it was a two-part question, but we didn't get to the second well, part. You threatened me with HR. No, no, no. So listen, I'm just saying it hey, was Milwaukee on line one. They want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So, who do you have? <laughs> Who do you have, number one? Do you want me to tell you? Um, or do you remember? This is the Bulls. I'm hey, one. Hey, listen. Listen. Hello. Hey, hey, listen. I'm an analyst. Okay? okay. I must tell the truth. I must tell the truth. Okay? America. My number one team in the Eastern Conference. Go Bulls, baby. Let's do it. We're number one. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, uh, is that who I put? No, that's not who you picked. No, that's not who I picked? No, no. Are no. you sure? You can change it if you want. You have them at five. Okay, I have them at five. They're Net, in the top Nets, five. Just like I did. Nets one, Bucks two. Okay, uh, we're not answering line one for the Bulls right now, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is Bulls, someone you don't want to talk yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk to them. The Sky, uh, the sky Net, you know, the, the eye in the sky. Listen, I'm going to just, I'm just being the truthful person here, Okay. Because I'm an analyst. I get paid to do this job, America. It's not that I don't... There's no way in the world the Bulls are number one. Let's just be real. Okay? Let's be right. honest. Okay? Nick, Nick would be happy. It's, yeah. Nick would be happy, but Nick wouldn't have him as high as I do. No. Yeah. I have him at five. That means they're over Atlanta and New York, who were four and five last year. So I have him as fifth. But, and I yeah. still think... Yeah. I still think that they can sneak up and be four. I think they can be better than Miami, too. But I'm right now, I'm just being realistic and say top five. 
Yeah, and the, you know you approve this message. Um, <laughs> Darnell is in the waiting room, the Sriracha. So we yes, should, we got to get whispers picked up. We, we, yeah, no, let's wrap up our yeah. picks. Go ahead, whispers. What do you got? Well, I went Bucks, Nets, Bulls. Wow, wow he's got wow. the Bulls in the top four. Yeah. How about that? And based on what he just said, because if you look at people sleeping on the Bulls, yes. and they start to move out, they start to yeah. gel around that. Uh, yes. He's drinking you know, it early. Hey, yes. yeah, and you got the you got the drama in Philadelphia with Ben Simmons. Yeah. You never yeah, know where they're going to be. Did you see him in practice today? Did you see him in practice in the video? Yeah, he acted like he didn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be there. No, but he the way his body language was in the in the drills, and I was just sitting there watching. I'm like. Why they need to move him yeah. because this is going to be a problem. They should have moved him months they ago. Should, they, yeah, they, I mean, but you can't ask for the world for him. You know, no. you got to be realistic. Plus, no. teams know that he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. But just watching his body language today during drills, I was just like, man, it was so obvious. That's like he did not want to be there. Like he was being forced to be there because they were right. taking their money. But I will say this, and I've been saying this all along: kudos to Philadelphia. Yeah. Good job, Philadelphia. Not to be held hostage, not to, to break and, and wilt under the pressure of a star player. You said, hey, look, we paid you $140 million. You are staying here unless we get the deal that we want. So bring you can either stay at home. We'll keep docking you $380, $380,000 a check per game, or you can come in and play. And so he realized after losing close to a million dollars, like, yeah, maybe I should come get, start working on my jumping. Maybe yeah. I should mope around yeah. the practice court. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, you, you, I mean, they did the right thing. You yeah. can't, yeah. you can't let these guys hold you hostage. Yeah. You, you can't get the money and then ask to be traded. Doesn't work that way. Yeah, doesn't work that way. And meanwhile, TMZ got video this afternoon of Kyrie Irving playing touch football at a high school football field. So yeah, but he's so worried be, about that. Wouldn't it be great if he got hurt? Uh, playing touch football. Oh, All right, Mark, what are your predictions? Talk about Mark. violating the NBA contract. Ooh, oh, what? my goodness. Well, yeah, we'll wrap this up quickly. I've got Milwaukee finishing with the best record during the regular season. I've got Phoenix with the best record, regular season record. And I've got Brooklyn winning the championship. I've got Giannis as the MVP. He's come back. He's shooting the ball well. He's shooting the ball really well. Um, I just want to go on the record just – he, the king has the Lakers number one in the West. Just mm-hmm. uh, just yes, file that one away. Just well, you know, I'm I'm, 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 this, I'm just being one. honest. When they when they brought Kareem Abdul-Jabbar back on the team <laughs> and James Worthy, I had to give them the advantage. Okay, because LeBron went out and got everybody. He tried to get George Mike, but George's not here anymore. So, <laughs> Will, so yeah, Will Chamberlain's yeah. not here anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, the guy got to give the guy credit. He went yeah. after the best players. Michael Cooper is, is using Flex Hall 454 right now <laughs> to get ready. Wilkes. Jamal Silk Wilk is ready to do fill up from the corner. But I, no, I, 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 I I would say, I would say, I would say, you know, Connie Hawkins, yeah. you know, all these guys, Gail Magic. Goodrich, Magic, you know, so I, I would say, I, I'm going to be honest, I think the Lakers are going to be the best team in the Western Cup. Doesn't mean they're going to get to the finals. I'll, I'll bet you dinner for that one, too. So oh, throw me down for a dinner. Go. There we go. This guy here. And who's going to win the title and the MVP? Uh, I think the title is going to go to Brooklyn. I okay. Do. Yep. And your MVP, yeah, and, if you remember. And my MVP, I think I voted for Zach Levine. It's, yeah. Wow. No, let's. Oh, they didn't have Zach? Zach Levine spelled back. <laughs> wait a minute. Is Jokic. Wait a minute. You no, hold yeah. it. Hold it. You didn't put Zach down for me? Oh, I'm sorry. The American, they're trying fault. to sabotage my so, picks. Somebody get rewrite. They're trying to, they're trying to sabotage my picks. Not rerun. Yeah. Rerun. He's got a little fat sausage fingers. Oh, oh, man. That's terrible. Zach's my MVP. Let's go, Bulls Nation. Episode 51 of Give Me the Hot Sauce. Our special guest, Dardell Mayberry, is next. (laughs) 
We are fired up about the start of the NBA season. Stacy's got the Bulls with the best record in the East, and Zach Levine is his MVP. So, you know, what, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Let's get it out to the voice of reason. The man who covers the Bulls for The Athletic, our friend Darnell Mayberry, joins episode 51 of Give Me the Hot Sauce. Darnell, thanks for joining the show. And I noticed during the offseason, and, and I know that's kind of your personality, I know you a little bit, that, that you're, you're not willing to totally drink the Kool-Aid yet. You want to see them prove it on the court. But I think that they're starting to convince you during the preseason, the Bulls, that is, this could be a very good basketball team. Is that, is that accurate about your thoughts on it? I mean, I think they're going to be fun for sure. Um, how good remains to be seen. They got to play the game. They got to jail. They got to come together. Uh, we got to see a couple of different things offensively and defensively and from a coaching standpoint. But they are much improved than they were last year. Uh, and I do like the pieces. I think they fit really well together. Yeah, they played great in the preseason. I were mentioning in the last segment that they have the number one defensive rating in the league for the four preseason games. You can throw that out because preseason doesn't really matter a whole lot. But the thing that I've been impressed with is they're getting their hands on, on passes. They're getting out in the fast break. Billy Donovan wants to play at an up-tempo style, and it seems like all these players are well-suited. It's not like previous regimes where they were trying to play a style that didn't suit the talent. It seems like with Lonzo Ball as your point guard, they can play this fast and they can be effective at it. Yeah, and the, and the thing that you mentioned, them getting their hands on so many deflections and steals and block shots. I mean, they were letting their defense turn in the offense. So uh, that's what Billy Donovan is preaching. That's what these guys are all coming in saying that they need to buy into the defensive end of the court. And the fact that they did that in the preseason is a good sign going into the regular season that these guys are willing to sacrifice some of their offense and, and pay attention more to defense and, and, and let that kind of be their identity that leads to the offensive explosions that we saw throughout the preseason. Well, DM, one of the things I saw, like I've been very impressed with the team in the four preseason games, but you know, you played Cleveland twice and then you, you played New Orleans without Brandon Ingram and without Zion. Um, I thought the Memphis was going to be a very good test for them because it was a playoff caliber team. You got John Morant that was playing. You got a lot of young talent over there that they play hard every night. They were missing Dylan Brooks. But the thing I took away and I had a little pause about, and because we haven't seen it a lot in the first three preseason games, is what are they going to do when there is size, legitimate size, of someone that can actually post up and hurt them? And I thought, you know, when you look at Steven Adams, Steven Adams is not a offensive, you know, threat, you know, per se. But they went to him in that Memphis game like he was Olajuwon in the post, and I thought it, I thought it, I thought it bothered the Bulls a little bit. I mean, there's not a lot of Stephen Adams or or uh, Jokic's running around in the NBA, but there are teams that have legitimate, you know, big guys that can post up and score. So, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it was one possession against the Grizzlies. It was either Stephen Adams or Jaron Jackson Jr. that just grabbed the rebound in front of three Bulls. You probably remember the one yep. I'm talking about. Yep. And just got a, a put back. And I think when the Bulls are playing small, those are the types of things that they have to guard against. They got a gang rebound. They got to get in there and find a way to rebound the ball so that their size isn't a hindrance and they're not giving up second chance opportunities. And, and just on that possession, it was good because they got a layup, but that can easily be kicked out for a three. And you can start hemorrhaging points, giving up uh, buckets that way. So that's the thing that I'm really concerned about. Are they going to be able to rebound, close out possessions? And are they going to be able to stop those second-chance opportunities from leading to three-point shots? 
Darnell, we know that uh, Zach Levine picked up an Olympic gold medal in the offseason. He made the all-star team last year. He had incredible efficiency numbers in terms of his shooting percentages. Can he take his game to another level? Can he become that guy and become probably the most sought-after free agent in next summer's class? I think he can, Mark. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily from a statistical standpoint. I think it's more from a stylistic standpoint and things that, the, the little things that he needs to do uh, to take his game to the next level. Can he take care, better care of the basketball? Can he improve his decision-making? Can he improve his defense? We talked about some of his late-game execution uh, offensively. Will he be able to make clutch shots down the stretch? Uh, and he has made a couple in his career with the Bulls so far. Uh, but he, he obviously needs to be more consistent in that regard. So there are all kinds of things that Zach can can really improve on uh, and button up to become to go from really good to great. I don't think he's a great player. I think he's a great scorer. I don't think he's an overall great great player yet. I think he's really good, but he can go from really good to great this year by cleaning up some of those things and, and showing some improvement. DM, I, I've been really impressed with Lonzo Ball and what he brings to the table. I mean, legitimately getting out there seeing a, a true point guard, you know, pass first, pass second type of player. Uh, I've been more impressed with his defense. You know, you know, he's he's been great on ball. Uh, he's rebounded the basketball. I mean, six foot six gets in there and he gets rebounds, snatches rebounds over guys. I've been highly impressed with what he has done. Tell me a little bit what you think uh, that you've seen so far with him. Yeah, I actually wrote about it today at the Athletic Space. The first possession in the preseason, he bit on a Darius Garland pump fake, and I said, oh, Lord, this guy's <laughs> overrated. And, and we saw that so many times with, with the perimeter defenders last year. They just had so many uh, moments where they got blown by defensively or left their feet. How many times did we see Garrett Temple foul jump shooters last year? Yeah. And he was their yeah. best, you know, one of their best perimeter defenders. So uh, the fact that Lonzo Ball started that way, Kind of made me nervous, but then he really, really locked in from there. And you saw it. You mentioned on-ball defensively. Uh, he's fighting over screens. He's sliding and moving his feet. Uh, he's playing passing lanes. He, when he gets steals with his length playing passing lanes, and then he can turn that into offense and, and, and lead the break um, and transition, the, the Bulls are really dangerous. And Billy Donovan talked so much about his pass-ahead ability and, and how great he is at that, just one of the elite point guards in this league in terms of passing the ball ahead and, and initiating that fast break. So uh, I love what I've seen from Lonzo Ball defensively. I'm right there with you. Defensively, to me, he's been more impressive than he has been offensively. Uh, and I think he is actually making some right reads, running pick and roll, and and spraying the ball out to shooters offensively. So uh, I like what I've seen from both ends out of Lonzo Ball. How about the DeMar DeRozan fit? I know he hates when those of us in the media ask him about how he's going to fit in this offense. I remember media day, he was just kind of like biting his words. Uh, really, saying, it's Mark Janowski. It's not no, anybody no, no, else. No, Don't no, drag no. us all into that. No. The media. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's going to ask him to play you know, multiple positions, play power forward at times. It seemed like in the preseason, it was no problem for him to find comfortable spots on the floor where he could go to work. They ran him in some isolations. They had him coming off screens. How do you see his fit in the Donovan offense? Yeah, offensively, he's a natural-born scorer. We know what he can do. Uh, you know, watching that last game against Memphis in the preseason, he, he struggled with his shot, and I think there are going to be times when he does struggle with his shot, and you kind of think, you know, why are they letting him shoot so many mid-range shots? You can see why so many critics, when they signed him, were, were so um, critical of his 
lack of three-point shooting. Uh, he, he works really hard to get to his spot, and, and that's generally in the mid-range or at the rim if he can't get fouled, putting pressure on the defense. So uh, when it works, it looks great. When it doesn't and he's missing like he was in that preseason finale, you kind of question, you know, how does he fit into this thing? So, I mean, the best thing Bulls fans can hope for is that he gets to his spot and is comfortable and finds his rhythm sooner rather than later. But And you think that he will. I mean, he's going into his 13th season. He's a four-time All-Star. He's an Olympian. Uh, you know, DeRozan is one of the last guys that you probably worry about offensively. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not worried about Demar. I think he's he's doing what he does best. He's going to get to his spots on the floor. He's going to find his mid range game. He's one of the best mid range shooters in the game. He gives an element the Bulls didn't have last year: a wing player that can get to the foul line. You know, whether it's four or five times a game is more than what they had last year. So, you know, my my thing with this team is is that I've been really impressed with Alex Caruso. Like I. I, you know, I thought he was a novelty when I first saw him, like in LA, you know, it's like, oh, okay, the guy can dunk, da, da, da. Is he the guy that comes off the end of the bench? But the more and more I saw him with the Lakers and he got into their rotation and you actually saw him play, you know, you recognize that he's, he's a tremendous athlete, but he's a tremendous defensive player and he's a great communicator, has a high basketball IQ. You watch him out there on the floor, uh, Darnell, he's calling plays. He's telling guys what play is coming next, get over the screen he's talking last year remember the bulls didn't talk like you couldn't hear anybody talk on defense i mean there was no fans in the arena and we could hear everything and you did not hear bulls communicate defensively every preseason game this year has been communication every single time they're on the floor every second on the floor you hear guys talking so that tells me they're going to be much better defensively but a lot of it i think alex caruso is, is one of the main reasons why too yeah, I've been a fan of Caruso since he was at A&M, Texas yep. A&M. And, uh, you know, he was, he was clearly uh, an elite athlete at the college level uh, back then. Uh, and he was a smart, heady player, you could tell back then. And he did kind of come into the league as a little bit of a novelty. And, and you're like, what can this guy do? But he's proven himself. And you got to give him all the credit in the world. He looks more athletic than he, he's ever been. Uh, and he, he's more confident than he's ever looked in terms of how he plays and, and distributes and, and just orchestrates the team. And maybe that comes with playing with LeBron James and that Lakers organization. I mean, he's been around some great players at this point, uh, been around some great coaches. So uh, I think that was a nice pickup for the Bulls. And not just him, Stacey, but Lonzo Ball. You throw those two guys back there together, and the perimeter defense is fall. I mean, these guys can get after it defensively and and really use that to, to one of their strengths. Um in terms of the identity of this team. So I'm really impressed with what I've seen from both of those guys in the backcourt. And I think if they can sustain that, then this team might be better than people think. You know, Darnell, we've done a number of these shows uh, since the Bulls have made these acquisitions. And it's, you know, we go through all the players, the new guys on board, and we never even talk about Nikola Vucevic, who just came at midseason last year. It's like he's the forgotten man because it's, it's the new guys, you know, the flavor of the month. But this guy's going to be counted on to provide some rim protection, which is not his forte. Yeah. But he's also going to be able to space the floor with his three-point shooting. How does he fit, and, and how important is he going to be to the team's ultimate success? Yeah, I had questions about him coming into the season. you got all these perimeter guys. you got the Bulls talking about playing faster, playing smaller. You say, you know, you got a, 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 an all-star center here in Vucevic that you gave up a lot for. Where does he fit into this thing? And then one of those preseason games, I think it was the Pelicans game uh, at home, they really ran a lot of offense through him. And you could see him 
uh, being involved in a lot of actions, whether it was in pick and roll, pick and pop, uh, in transition, getting put back, uh, just doing all the little things, making his presence felt uh, offensively. And, and everything just seemed to run through him in that game. And it just shows you, uh, yeah, he's, he's not going to be a forgotten man. He is going to have a place, a very prominent place in this offense uh, all season. And they're going to rely on him. And as you said, defensively, they're going to need him too. And I actually like what I've seen from him. They tried to do some different things in that Memphis game. You saw him kind of attacking the pick and roll defensively a little bit more, playing up instead of down and back. So uh, the fact that he was able to do that and move his feet, I mean, that, that showed you he's got a little bit more versatility to his game than I think he gets credit for. Talk about, Darnell, talk about where you think this Bulls team is and, and you know where you feel like they rank right now. If the playoffs started today, where would you put them in – you know, in the in the playoff race, because we have different. You hear different people say eleventh, which I think is crazy. That's our good friend Nick Fredale. Um, <laughs> you know, but we, you know, year. But people are starting to warm up to this team. You know, before the preseason started, you heard all these people talking about all the problems the Bulls are going to have defensively. Blah 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 blah. They'd be lucky if they get in a play-in game. Now you're starting to hear people now kind of jumping on the bandwagon, like, hey, you know, maybe this team is a lot better than what we think. They're getting some TV games added as the you know as they've gone along in preseason season so people are starting to like get a little excited about on the outside yeah but my thing is this i mean after milwaukee and brooklyn who scares you in the eastern Conference? exactly thank you thank you oh <laughs> whispers Lord. as i'm third yeah hence number three I, listen darnell i said the same thing i said after yeah. the top two teams Philadelphia, you don't know how that that they're, they're going to be. I mean, because yeah. with the Ben Simmons situation, and if you watch Ben Simmons, I was telling him before you came on, you know, you watch Ben Simmons' body language in training camp today, it was obvious he didn't want to be there. He looked like a pouting mm. six-year-old who got his ball taken away. <laughs> and that was sad, too, because it's like, you know, now you're on a championship-caliber team. They believe they have a championship-caliber team in Philadelphia. And if this kid's going to do this the whole year, you need to get him out of there because it's going to sour and spoil everything that you're trying to do and it's going to poison what they're trying to do. But I don't I don't even think they're a threat because of the, the stuff. They, and Miami doesn't scare you. New York doesn't scare me. And I think Atlanta and New York, even though they were four and five last year, you got to remember Atlanta was terrible in the first half until they made the coaching change. And then they went on a run. I, I'm just not sold on young teams you know, making that big jump to the next level because it, you you start to you start to feel that you you don't have to work as hard now because we made it and you really haven't. You know, Atlanta gets all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Who knows what they're going to be this year? So that's why I say the Bulls are just as good as any of those other teams. And the one team you didn't mention is Boston. I mean, they have clear talent, especially with those two guys, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. But they got a first year coach. You know, with Brad Stevens moving now to the front office and. And, and they just have been underachievers for the last several years. So uh, Boston doesn't even scare me. I mean, those are the teams that you would look at. Boston, Philly, Miami, Atlanta, New York probably. The Bulls should be with all of those teams. Now, they're not going to be on the same level as Philadelphia, I mean, uh, uh, Brooklyn and Milwaukee, but those other teams that we just mentioned, the Bulls should be right in the thick. Now, how does it play out? Will these guys come together? Will they play defense consistently? Will they find an offensive identity that works for everyone and, and not just, you know, two or three guys? Those are all valid questions that we got to see how, they, how it all comes together. But if it does work and it comes together, then they should be right there. I'm not going to say that they're the three seed whispers, but I'm going to say, you know, maybe four, <laughs> through, four through eight, five, yes. through five to seven, something yes. like that. I got them at five. And I was being nice. I think they could be four, but I'm going five being realistic. 
that, you know, that they're a really top five team in the Eastern Conference. I said that when this whole roster was fixed. But again, you got to watch them play. You got to, if we're going off the small sample size that we're going off of in preseason, because that's all we can go off of. You know, we've seen them play. We've seen them play defense. We've seen them play offense in a small sample size. I think the key for this team is, is that when, when it gets, when it gets little, you know, hectic, how do they respond? Because I thought in that Memphis game, you saw a little adversity. You know, you saw some adversity that Memphis was kind of getting whatever they wanted. And and you, I really wanted to see how they would respond. I thought they responded really well in that second quarter to get back in that game. I give Alex Caruso, your boy, a lot of credit. He, he's like a safety net for this team. He comes in and talks, communicates defensively. Uh, he hustles the way. Yes. He had a play to seal the game where he launched himself across the lane to get this deflection <laughs> that led to the to the transition yes. layup. I think yes. it put him up 9 or 11 points. Now it's basically the dagger, and it happens because of Alex Caruso. Uh, and every time they stick him in there toward the end of that second quarter, now Patrick Williams came back, but they, they got Billy Donovan's got this lineup where he's putting Alex Caruso out there with the starters, and that might be the closing lineup that he relies on a lot. Where, where do you see when Kobe White comes back? You know, because I, I think it's an interesting dynamic with him and Caruso coming off as the two guards off the bench. Because now Kobe can really concentrate on scoring, which we all think that's what he's best at, not as far as running a team and getting teams in. You know, can he play Can he play off the ball and, and, and run your offense? Yeah. But if you're asking him to be the point guard, I think Caruso is that point guard in that second group. He's in that Zach Levine role being a scorer a la Ben Gordon coming off the bench and giving you buckets. Do you see his role being that way? Yeah, and I'm kind of leaning more toward Billy Donovan these days, and he had to kind of point this out to me last year, and he preached on it so much about how everyone's saying he's a scorer and all of this, and an electric scorer. And Billy kept, kept saying, no, he's a shooter. He's an elite shooter. And, and I agree with him. I mean, you look at uh, – I think I counted it up. He had seven – games with five threes or more uh, as a rookie, and then I think another five with five or more uh, in the shortened season last year. You know, both seasons were cut short, but, uh, you know, this guy can get hot, and once he starts rolling, it's hard to stop him. So, uh, if he can just get his feet set and doesn't have to worry about trying to shoot off the dribble or create, and he can just catch and shoot that thing, like, he's going to have opportunities to do this year with so many other guys commanding attention. I think Kobe White, if he has a future in this in this city and that's a big if at this point uh you know a lot needs to play out he's got to get healthy first um but he could be a six-man type just with his shooting ability I, I really believe he could be that and and i know that's not what he wants he fancies himself as a starting point guard but look they, they went out and paid lonzo ball a lot of money they went out and paid alex Caruso a lot of money and frankly they're better players than him at this point uh they deserve to play and, and, and so does kobe but I think it's going to be a lot more in a specialist role. You know, you look at the schedule um, after the first couple of games, they go like 13 games in a row against playoff teams, like back-to-back back against Philadelphia. They got Golden State, Brooklyn. I mean, you, it's so many new pieces. You know, how long do you think it's going to take for, to, like you said, to figure out who the offense is going to run through with Vucevic and DeRozan? And, and you don't have a lot of time. And is that a concern when you're playing that kind of schedule right away? I mean, it, it is a concern when you look at some of those teams that yeah. are coming on the schedule, but it's a long season. They can get off to a slow start and have plenty of time to get right. And again, like the Eastern Conference, like we talked about, uh, it, it's not that difficult to navigate to where you can't make up some ground, you know, in January, February, March. So uh, 
Uh, you know, I think they're going to be okay, but but if it does get off to a bad start, I don't think people should panic. There's ten new players on this team. That's yeah. ten. That's a that's a ton of turnover. Yeah. So it's going to take them some time to really to really gel and, and figure it out. I, I'm I'm looking at the schedule right now, and uh, to be honest with you, I think we win five out of six games. I mean, we got Detroit twice. That's New Orleans. The I don't care. We're, we got to start somewhere. <laughs> the calm before the storm. Okay, listen, hey, listen, Captain Hook. Okay, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just about. talking about right now getting off oh, to a yeah. good start sure. and getting your confidence built. So you're starting off with Detroit, you know, two, twice. You got New Orleans, who's not going to have Zion. And then you got Toronto, who doesn't scare you. And then you got New York at home. And then Utah. You could, They could possibly win five out of six games and get themselves because it's all about the start. It's all about how, how good a start they get to continue to buy into what they've been doing and building off the preseason. That's what it takes with this team. And if they can go five out of six, you know, four out of six, that confidence is going to be, be I, think the, I think the key is leadership. I mean, like you said, with LeBron, you know, bringing all these players, there's leadership there. Hopefully Zach becomes that leader because I think when things don't go well, they're going to be looking for a leader to kind of right the ship. And if Zach, you know, he, he hasn't been in the playoffs and there's been, you know, I've watched him make some bad decisions late in games. So I think, you know, is this his team now? Is he the leader? Well, I, I, don't, I don't think, and Darnell, you can, you can um, chime in on this. I think last year with Zach in the fourth quarter, his numbers went down. His efficiency went down. He was asked to do so much for this team. He had to score. He had to get his teammates involved, you know, and then come the fourth quarter, he's exhausted. Cause you, I mean, I mean, when you're on everybody's scouting report and you're seeing two or three guys run at you every night trying to keep you from scoring, you know, then come the fourth quarter, they're asking you to pull the game out for him. The guy was tired, but this year you've got a lot of players that will take some of that responsibility off him, especially in the middle quarters. You got Demar Derozan, you got you know Lonzo Ball, you got Vooch, who we keep forgetting about. He's the he's the guy no one's talking about. So I mean, there's other guys that will take pressure off of Zach to re- kind of relax him going into the fourth quarter, where he'll be fresher, he'll have fresh legs, and he will be able to do the things that he was doing in the early quarters. That's what I think. Yeah, I've been a, I've been a fan of Zach. I think he's gotten a, a really bad rap. Uh, in his first four seasons in Chicago. And people are starting to finally turn around and, and, and see him for the player that he is. Uh, and, and that's a credit to Zach and all the belief that he's had in himself this whole time and the work that he's put in. But again, like, you know, his fourth quarter issues are real. And he's not going to ever use the excuse of being tired. So I'm not going to give him that either. Um, he's got to make better decisions. He's got to, he, you know, he's had moments where he just, Stacey, you remember these moments where he got the ball, top of the key, he's trying to make a move, and he just goes up and, and the ball slips out of his hand? Yep. That's the type of stuff that we can't see anymore. I mean, those are the type of things, the, the, the dribbling off his foot, the turning the ball over in, in cr- crunch time, crucial moments. I mean, the little things that need to be cleaned up by Zach in the fourth quarter um, are very real things that, that he needs to address before we can say he's taking that next step. Would you would you think that with with the other additions like Alonzo Ball, you know, and and Demar Derozan, we've seen Demar in these preseason games, end of quarters, end of the half situations, go isolate isolation at the top of the key, and Billy allowing him to be the guy to do that. It's not always Zach. Where before we got all these guys, it was always Zach who was taking into the quarter shots, into the half shots. And now Billy has a lot more, you know, tools in the toolbox to do some different things with, and we've seen that in preseason. 
Yeah, and then there's a, the other thing is this team could be so explosive offensively. There's, there could be some some fourth quarter crunch time on the or not crunch time, but fourth quarters where these guys might not even have to play. Yeah, uh, you know they could be so good offensively to where Zach can take the fourth quarter off, Demar can take the fourth quarter off, um, or, or maybe they're not needed in the final five minutes because the game got out of hand. So in terms of in favor of the Bulls, so um, you know it's going to be interesting. Billy Donovan has a lot of weapons at his disposal now, and Zach Levine doesn't have to do it all. Uh, and I do think that he's okay with, and we talked to him today, he's okay with taking a back seat uh, and, and doing whatever it takes to win. He was asked today at practice, you know, what are your goals this season? And he said win. And, and that is what his mission is in his eighth season. He's now an all-star. He's now uh, one of the best scorers in the league and, and universally recognized and respected as such. He's an Olympian. Uh, he's got his, his respect individually. The only thing Zach Levine hasn't done is win. So he knows that whatever it takes, he needs to go out there and do that so that he can help this team win. And just to put this in perspective and context, that his three his shooting in the fourth and three point shooting are the lowest per quarter in his career. So, mm-hmm. so just you know, there are the numbers there. Well, know. thank you for pointing that out. Well, I'm yeah. just saying, like what yeah, Donnell said, that. <laughs> appreciate maybe, that. Maybe thank he you. doesn't have to be out there in those pressure situations, or you know, that's maybe, if they're blowing teams out. Like yeah, we've seen or here but he could be a second option or something if DeRozan on isolation or something. But I, I think know. I honestly think they're going to go with whoever the hot man is. If so, whoever's got it going, you know, it, it could be Demar Derozan that that Billy relies on in a game. You know, it could be Lonzo. You know, even though Lonzo's past first, past second point guard, it could be Kobe. White it's in there or, or Caruso you know it could be a, a but the, the point is is that he has so many weapons last year let's just be honest not not taking away anything and not trying to bad mouth guys that wasn't an NBA roster I mean there was guys on there that probably would not be on the NBA you know on other teams and you know you just didn't have a lot of talent and now you've got talent even on the bench. I mean, you look at the guys coming off the bench. You got you got like the the second round pick, you know, Io, who who's a first round talent. He may not get any run this year because the team is so deep, and he can play. He's shown you that he can get out there and and run the point guard position, can go isolation and and win games for you. I mean, you know, Javante Green. You know, there's so much talent. You know, uh, Troy Brown Jr. Uh, we just saw Tony Bradley for the first time, and even though he wasn't in game shape, Darnell, I thought he showed some things out there that he can move, he can be a rim protector, he can slide out there on the pick and roll. He's not 100% healthy as far as his win is concerned, but the little stint that he was out there, I was like, man, this kid is pretty good. And and then Alizé, who comes out there with this high energy, high motor type of guy, you know, they're going to have that guy at their disposal as well. So they got a lot of talent, man. A lot more talent they've had here in a long time. Yeah, I like Javante Green. I've heard you on the broadcast. Yes. I really like Javante Green. Uh, I think he has carved out some minutes. Alizé Johnson has, has done himself a lot of favors with, with his performance in the preseason. Uh, so they've, they've got some guys that they can turn to off that bench. Uh, and when Kobe White comes back, it's going to add another dynamic uh, and, and add another dimension to that offense that's going to make this team really, really dangerous. So when they get healthy, when they get whole, it's going to be fun to watch how the, all the pieces fit together uh, and what Billy Donovan does with it. He's got some decisions to make. Is he going to stagger uh, Zach and, and DeMar? Is he going to play uh, Zach and Bucevic together like we've seen throughout the preseason? Is he going to keep Lonzo Ball and DeMar together? You know, when, when is uh, Patrick Williams going to have his opportunities with, with those other four guys as starters? So 
uh, it's so many different combinations and, and, and decisions that Billy Donovan has to make this year. But like you're saying, the biggest thing is they've got all of these options now. They've got weapons. It's a luxury. It's a good problem to have. Hey, Darnell, last thing before we let you go. Uh, I know that you covered Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant in Oklahoma City, and you're the beat writer down there. Russ has moved on again. He's, he's been starting to bounce around the league, going from Houston to Washington, now to L.A. How do you think it's going to work with him, LeBron, and A.D. and the Lakers with that uh, mummified supporting cast? Uh, are, are they going to win another title for, for LeBron? Or, and, and, and is Russ going to, going to fit in okay over there with those, those big personalities? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to, I think it's going to lead to them in the NBA Finals for sure. I think that's how it's going to work out. Um, whether they can win it, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think this is Kevin Durant's year. We got to figure out what's going on with Kyrie Irving and, and what the Nets right. do with him. But, uh, you know, with or without him, I think the Nets uh, are the most talented team in the league. Kevin Durant's feet being inches across that three-point line right. last year, I, I don't <laughs> think he's forgotten that. So, um, you know, I, I do think the Nets and the Lakers will be in the in the finals, uh, and and at that point, you know, it's it's a, it's a coin toss. But but uh, yeah, I think Russell Westbrook's going to fit. I mean, the thing is, he's playing with one of the greatest players of all time, in LeBron James. He's playing with probably uh, the best big man in the league right now, in Anthony Davis. Uh, and, and if you're Russell Westbrook, regardless of what you've accomplished, you got to take a backseat to those guys. And I like, can he do that though? Him. Yeah, will he yeah. do that? Yeah, like Billy Donovan has decisions on how to stagger. I think Frank Vogel is going to do the same thing with those guys and, and give Russell Westbrook time to where he can run the show, play pick and roll with Anthony Davis. And, and, and look, Russell Westbrook is, you can say a lot of things about him, but he plays hard every single night. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, and he's going to give you everything he's got, particularly offensively. You know, we can nitpick his defense as well, but um, I, I don't see him going to his hometown and acting a fool with LeBron James on his team and Anthony Davis. <laughs> yeah. He's going to go in and, and fit in. Hey, real quick, Donner, on a league pass, when you're not covering the Bulls, if you're not watching, what team would you like to watch? I mean, what are, you know, if people out there are looking to pick up a team this year, you know, there's been so many changes, what team are you going to be watching a lot this year? Man, there's so many great teams to, to just watch. I and mean, not necessarily great teams, but great teams to watch. you got the veteran teams like Brooklyn, Milwaukee, the Lakers, uh, but then you got so many young teams, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. We just saw them the other yeah. night. Stacey, you didn't mention Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, but he was, he came out there yeah. like y'all yeah. still haven't given me this contract. Okay, yeah. and then what happened? A day or two later, he gets one hundred and five million dollars. So, yeah, uh, the way he was playing with John Morant, I got Memphis as my team on the rise. Phoenix, uh, we saw them last year. What they can do? I'm a huge Chris Paul fan. Uh, I don't know why they're not paying DeAndre Ayton. Uh, but there's so many different teams, and I'm I'm a huge Damian Lillard fan as well. So, uh, you know, they've got some some issues that they're trying to figure out. Chauncey Billups with his first head coaching job up there in the, with the Blazers, that's going to be an intriguing team to watch. And then another sleeper I'd give you guys is speaking of uh, of new coaches and new places, the Indiana Pacers with Rick Carlisle. Mm. I think they can. I mean, they're in the, they're in the same division <clears throat> as the Bulls. They could be an intriguing team. Malcolm Brogdon just got his. Uh, another two-year uh, extension today. So uh, they got some talent on that team. What's Karis LeVert going to be able to do? Um, you know, Miles Turner, the DeMontis Sabonis, they got some real good talent on that team. Although I still think the Bulls are, are, are overall more talented than them. But they got Rick Carlisle, and that can help. One more question. Where, where do you see the win total for the Bulls this year? 31 last year. Where do you see it this year? Anywhere from 42 to probably 46. 
I don't see them as a 50 win team. Um, but I, I could see them, you know, surprising, uh, for sure. Like I said, the Eastern Conference, uh, they can compete with almost anyone in the conference. And if they go 42 to 46 wins, I think that's a step in the right direction. No one's expecting them to go out there and win 50 to 55. I don't think. Whispers, what do you got them at? 51. <laughs> I, got oh, him, I got them at 50. I got them at 50. I said they'll win yeah. 50 this year. Okay. I mean, like I said, a lot would have to go right. Uh, I think they'd have to stay healthy, obviously, number one. Uh, and then they've got to gel and, and come together, figure out the chemistry on both ends, offensively, and then maintain that consistency defensively. Well, hopefully, as they mentioned, Stacy mentioned they get off to a fast start and uh, get some confidence going and getting everybody aboard the bandwagon. And if you don't have a subscription to The Athletic, you should yeah. do it. So yeah, to follow our guy, Darnell Mayberry, who follows the, covers the Bulls, does a great job. Terrific writer. Make sure that uh, you, you get out and get your subscription to The Athletic. And Darnell, we want to thank you for joining us on Give Me the Hot Sauce thank and you. look forward to seeing you at the United Center this season. Thanks, guys. I appreciate y'all having me. Appreciate it, Dave. Darnell Mayberry, episode 51 to Give Me the Hot Sauce rolls on. We're going to go rapid fire when we come back. Our thanks to Darnell Mayberry. We want to keep the basketball talk rolling for just a little while by giving some props to the WNBA champion Chicago Sky. What an impressive effort to knock off the Phoenix Mercury in four games, win the first championship in franchise history. Yeah, I had a chance to be there at Wintrust Arena, Stacy, on Friday night. Sold out. It was crazy. I mean, it was it was like it was like watching the, the Bulls in their heyday with the way the crowd was reacting. Yeah, I, I, I tried to get in, but it was sold out. They wouldn't let me in. They wouldn't let you wouldn't in. Let Come on in. now. They wouldn't let me in. The door was locked. <laughs> they said, "I'm sorry, she got your ticket earlier, Mr. King. Uh, you can go watch it from the bar down the street." Did so, you show them your man card? Yeah, I showed the man card. I, you know, I, I, I even showed them the "Give me the hot sauce" uh, bottle, and they said, "I'm sorry, we're not, we don't need the hot sauce right now." Okay, so it's just like when I went to the wall house to try to and Timmy's to get some barbecue. I was oh, shut here out. Here we go again. I was shut out. They Smallest wouldn't let me violin in. in the world. Yes, yes. <laughs> right no, but you know what? Honestly, though, it was so great seeing that because they weren't even expecting to get out of the first round. Mm-hmm. You know, the sixth seed, uh, no one expected to even win a game in that first round. And and the way they played is almost like a different team. Right. It did not look like the same Sky team. Yeah, they were 500 during the regular yes, season. They did that's not crazy. look like they did not look like the same Sky. And that, that's when you really say they turned it on, turned it on to another gear. Like they just completely flipped the switch and they were a totally different team. Well, part of the problem for the Sky early in the year was Candace Parker came into camp with a bad ankle, and then she aggravated early. I think she missed like nine games. So they had, that's such a short season. You have your star player miss nine games. It's going to have a big impact. But, you know, she's in her 30s now. But you could see that leadership, that veteran poise in, in these big playoff moments. She got all the key rebounds. You know, she, she didn't score a ton of points, but they were all critical points. She made the shot to tie the game in game four. Well, I mean, she's one of the most decorated players in WNBA history. She's been MVP. She's won championships. So that all counts for something in these moments. And when you've got girls who've never been in this situation, never been this far in the playoffs, to have a, a leader like her to be able to settle everybody down, you know, calm down, we're going to be good. Because, you know, 
Phoenix is Phoenix is one of the best teams consistently every right. season, and you got Di- Diana Taurasi, and then you got Brittany uh, Griner, you know, Griner, who I I thought that that would be a problem for the sky that they would not be able to defend her, and it was almost like she was non you know non existent out there. I mean, in certain mm-hmm. games, and you know, just watching Candace get key rebounds and key defensive plays uh, was a calming effect on those on those younger players and those players who had not been in in a finals before, and you could just tell they won to win it you know once every series every series they won the confidence just grew like 100 percent every single series and once they came out of their conference uh finals and got to the finals you could just tell they won game one in phoenix you're like okay they're gonna win this all i thought they'd sweep them but then phoenix came back and won game two but um they they just had this confidence about them that they were not going to lose and the pride of uh, Joliet Catholic High School, Allie Quigley, who played at DePaul. She, she hit three big three-pointers oh, yes. in the fourth quarter that brought him back. And, Clutch. You know, a Clutch lot of people Quigley. know the story. She's married to the point guard, Courtney Vandersloot, and so that's the ultimate in chemistry. And the way yes. those two play together is really something to watch. I mean, they run plays, and, and they have the sixth sense about where the other one's going to be. Well, it, it comes down, seriously, like fundamentals and basketball IQ. You know, and when you have high basketball IQ, the game is easy. You know, that's what you're seeing. That's what you saw with this guy because you have those two players. You throw Candace Parker out there, you know, and then Copper. Oh, all these other, Kalia Copper, yeah, she Kalia was the Copper, finals MVP. She, yeah, she's a, yeah, so all these, all these players that, they're, that we're naming here are basketball junkies. You know, they're, they're high basketball IQ. And that was one of the reasons why they won. And it was, it was an amazing thing for the organization because, you know, they were an expansion team and, it, you know, it, it seemed like they never were ever going to be close to winning one. And when they did have good teams, they got knocked out early in the first round or whatever. You know, you had uh, Deladon here. You thought that, you know, she would be the person to deliver a title here. She didn't want to be here, wanted to be traded back off to the East Coast. So, you know, she left and she's probably right now with the bitter beer face. <laughs> <laughs> Stayed. God, they get they get a parade now, which is nice. First, it's parade. coming up on Tuesday. Yes, yes, twenty sixteen. Right. Yes, yes. We're gonna, we're gonna get Larry the Lobster out there on top of the top of the car. You know, with his shirt, his shirt off. off right? Right? He's gonna take no. his shirt off. Yeah, and he's gonna have Wimbledon white shorts. Oh. <laughs> Boy, we got off track there. Really got off track. But anyway, James Wade and the WNBA champion Chicago Sky. That was the high point of the Sunday viewing experience. The low point was what happened at Soldier Field. And losing to the Packers has become become commonplace. But but the celebration by Aaron Rodgers after he ran for that clinching touchdown. I own you. And then the network uh, audio people captured that. I mean that that's that's pretty that's pretty cold right there. (laughs) Man. But you know what though? It's true. I know, but you can't be engaging. Yes, you can. Because you know, tell them what they would know. Tell them what the fans were saying to him. Uh, well, yeah, but, hey, remember when he got sacked? The whole game? He got sacked, and then, and then somebody did the yeah. did the uh, did the belt thing. Uh, when yeah. the Bears players did it, yeah. and so that comes back to haunt you at the end. You can't yeah, do those kind of things when you sack when you sack a quarterback. You don't do his, his his little dance on him. You just don't do that. This this go back to the huddles. I got Aaron Rodgers, future Hall of Famer, and be happy. It was I funny. Like I, it. I was listening to the Waddle and Sylvie driving in here to the Hustle and Flow Studios, and they were talking. <laughs> One of the callers came in. It was just like irate. He goes, "I can't believe you." It was I, I always respected uh, Aaron Rodgers, but it was totally classless what he did. And 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 Tommy Waddle says to him. You remember when Michael Jordan was playing and and telling the Cleveland they 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 can they can go go the f home you yeah. know after they after yeah. they beat him so yeah. he goes did that bother so, you he goes no no that was different <laughs> no 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 <laughs> yeah. that just shows yeah. all the fans that was experience. our guy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. listen man I mean it's, it's part of sports I right. mean. 
You know, I mean, this is a bitter rivalry. You know, it's a bitter rivalry. Yes, and and the, and I listen. The Bears hung in there as long as they could. Yeah. Okay. Um, who was it? Greg Olson was doing the, the yes, uh, he was analyst. Okay, yeah. he he he's very good. I like him. Joe Davis. Yep. He he showed me something like the reason why you know uh, Fields was having a hard time finding receivers because they couldn't get open. Yeah, they could yeah. not. They were never in their breaks. Like he they, he diagrammed it. Per, first time I've ever seen this. Telestrator. He telestrated. Yep, the telestrator. You know, I'm a massive <laughs> telestrator. So he pulls out a play, and he and he goes, "This is the reason why this kid is struggling. They need to put him in positions where these guys get out of their breaks quicker. So all these guys are running downfield. They're like in they don't slow, have protection they're, for they're, that. They're like slow motion, yeah. and the and it's like ten yards down, eight yards down, and there's there's like a tree, too long. and none of them got into their breaks. And it's because, like I said, because number one, they're running too far routes. You got everybody running basically the same route. Everybody's going 10 or more yards. And then the offensive line is not very good. So, therefore, you don't have that time that Aaron Rodgers has. You don't have that time that Mac Jones has, even as a rookie, or Dak Prescott. He's got to be able to get quick hitting plays, boom, 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 get it out of his hands, or run the ball. And it was it was a very telling telestrator. It was very telling. Did you see it? I did see yeah, it. Yeah, it was very telling. You know what was also telling is that after the game, you know, Southside sat there and we watched the Patriots, <laughs> and then she had to watch his commercial, that goofy yeah. State yeah. Farm. Right. He was a game show host? Yeah, yeah. it's a game show. Not only did she have to watch the Insult game, but then she has to, yeah, it's, it's, it was terrible. <laughs> Up there in Packer Hell. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I like Aaron Rodgers. I like Aaron Rodgers. Look, he got, listen, listen. He's got good for you. He, he, got, he got some, he got some swag about him. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really, I don't really like the hair that he's doing. I don't like that. I'm not sure what's that, going I don't know, on there. I don't know what's going on there. You might need to talk to yeah. Trevor Lawrence yeah, about he might how need to cut that off. He styles his hair. Yeah, he might need to cut that off. He so might need to call Jake from State Farm and ask him, you know, a barber I can go to because that looks not doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. Not a good look. Get but, the discount. But he's a bad check. man though. Yeah, he's, he's a bad, a bad man. man. I mean, dude, get, dude runs in, gets smacked as he's going across the goal line, and then he basically tells you, "I own you. <laughs> yeah. I own you forever." He, I'd say he's a crazy <laughs> athlete. Yeah. If you watch that golf this summer, like he barely played, he gets out there. He's, yeah. you know, it's like you can tell he's got feet. He's got the vision. The way yeah. Look at his, how he throws the football. Yeah, he, he doesn't just, throw it. He throws at no. different angles. Both him yeah. and Patrick Mahomes are yeah. like two of the quarterbacks that can mm-hmm. do that. They can throw from different angles and still throw the ball 30, 40 yards yeah, down the field. That's crazy. All right, he's I, a bad I've heard dude. enough. Yes, he's heard it. So, Sasa, what you're saying is you're not going to be wearing your Aaron Rodgers jersey to the Piggly Wiggly this week? No. No. She's got a bear. Is that a bear shirt? Yeah, she's yeah, bear yeah. down. And look yeah, at that. Yeah, she's off bear. at the White Sox. Oh, God. Here we go with that. Oh, again. that was <laughs> last week. But the Chicago Sky are WNBA right. champions. Yeah. Hey, you should have had a Sky shirt. shirt. Yeah. Exactly. I don't have yeah. one. Well. Hey, John, you need to get on that. Okay. okay. John? Uh, don't, don't buy the cable fight this week. Done. Use that money. <laughs> Whisper's got a sky blue on. He's supporting. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Stacey, uh, your Sooners look pretty good over the weekend. Oh, and, and that, that, quarter, that quarterback's the real dude. We're talking Spencer Listen. Rattler for the Heisman, and the other kid's better. No, I never, <laughs> I never talked Spencer Rattler for the Heisman. That, no, if you saw QB one in on Netflix, right? Okay, yeah. I'm America Sooner fan, Sooner Nation. Y'all might be mad at me. I don't care. Okay, Uh-oh. but that kid to me in that in that QB one documentary on Netflix was a this was not a good teammate. He was uh, he was brash. I don't mind you having confidence. I don't mind you having a little, you know, being a little pistol here and there. But the way he was treating his teammates, the way he was walking around, I was just like, we we got this guy coming to Oklahoma. I wasn't a big fan. And then you start hearing, I hear things that. 
people don't hear. Of course, yeah. Okay, I'm, I got my ear to the turf. So I hear everything that goes on in Sooner okay? Because I'm basically one of the governors of, of Sooner Land. I'm big time, there. yes. You know, when you have your jersey hanging up in the rafters, America, <laughs> and you're in the Hall of Fame down there, you know, you, you have a little you get bit more. Privileges. You get certain big privileges. Time. So a lot of people weren't happy with him. And they were really clamoring for the change. And I think Lincoln Riley felt loyalty to him, and they didn't do it sooner. But this kid, Caleb Williams, coming in, he was nice. It's the real deal. Yeah. The first time he, the, we saw it in the Texas game. People have been talking about this kid since he came on campus, but no one ever really saw him. They saw him in the spring game. They were like, man, everybody's like, this kid, this kid should be the quarterback, but he's a freshman, you know? So he goes in that Texas game, first play, touches the ball, runs 66 yards for a touchdown. He's a dual threat guy, not just a running quarterback with an average arm. He's got a big time arm. He can sling it. Yeah. He, can, he can throw, he can make every throw, but he's athletic. He can run 6'1, 218 pounds. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Turn it up. <laughs> Turn it up, John, because we're still we're still undefeated. That's right. Yes. You're, you're now yes. you're back to three. Okay, yeah. but you know what? George is there. George is legit. Yeah, George, George is who's legit. number two? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. But they don't oh, play. Hell anybody. no. Yeah. Get them off. They shouldn't even be in the top ten. I'm sorry, Cincinnati fans. Desmond if we, Ritter, if we have hey, listen, yeah, he is a good player. Okay. Listen, Cincinnati Bearcat fans, if your fans are give me the hot sauce, I'm I'm sorry. Alabama sorry. four. Okay. I don't want to hurt your feelings. How about the but, Big Ten, but listen, though. can listen. we move on? No, no, no. <laughs> Cincinnati should not be two. I'm just saying it. Should they be in the top ten? Yes, but not number two. Look at Iowa. Iowa's a pretender. They're not a contender. Yeah, they They're a spanked. pretender. Yeah. They got spanked by Purdue. Yeah, they yeah, they did. Yeah, that what was... the hell are they doing number two yeah. at home? Yeah. Yes. How about this though for the Big Ten? OSU five, Michigan six, Penn State seven. Uh, Michigan, um, State. Michigan State nine. Yeah. Okay, but you know and what? The, be, the, best, the best team, the best team in the Big Ten is Michigan. But you know what? The best time in in college football is in Madison because we went to Madison this weekend. Oh, it was oh. college Saturday. College a, Saturday. It was a horrible baby. game, though. It was a terrible Wisconsin game. It was Army, bad this but year. It nobody went to it. It was a great pregame. We had an amazing pregame. We had a lot of fun. Uh, that was a, that was a, that was the exciting. Nothing like trip. walking to Camp Randall, man, and doing <laughs> right. a jump around and yeah, buttercup. Did you did you jump around, Susan? I absolutely. Yeah. Did, did you jump? That's great. It was, a, it was my first. Are time. you kidding me? I jumped all the way around. Yes. <laughs> Stacy, you have no. He's idea. putting a dent in the concrete. He was jumping on. So. Oh I, my God! For real. I was, I was happy to learn yeah. that it was concrete because every time I watch that, yeah, on the building sways. They say the upper deck crap. sways. Yeah. And it's concrete, so I had a little. I, oh, I felt safe. So the experience was was worth it. It was cool. It was yeah. awesome, and the game we're playing sucked, Army. The game I mean, sucked though. Hey, I mean Army kept it we close. I mean, it was cool seeing the Army guys on the sideline. Their yeah, fatigues. there's something else. Did they do the push ups or anything when they? When they no, they, they don't do the push ups. We stayed at the hotel with those guys. Yeah, we were. Yep. They were. I, you know, I felt like saluting in the line for Starbucks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. Yep. It's kind of hard. To we went. We went to State Army. Street and waited <laughs> for them. 30, 30 I mean, minutes so or so serious. to get into yeah. a bar. Yeah, you, you can't beat the prices on the drinks there too. Uh, no, the pictures were. Yeah, they were pretty. Reasonably I don't know. You know, I was giving my uh, daughter money for pictures. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she was pocketing it. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> she wasn't bringing back uh, any change. So yes. you had a great experience. Yeah, it was yeah. Cool. Wisconsin still sucks, and the reality oh. of the thing is, America. <laughs> You know, it was a terrible game. Army, I mean, once watch that game. All right, listen, Big what? Ten fans, Big Ten fans, I will give you this. I will give you this. I will throw Who do you, you like? This. I will throw you this nugget. Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines are for real. I will say that. 
Yeah. They're the, they're the best team in the Big Ten this year. This might be the first time he beats Ohio State. Ohio Ooh, State. Ooh, going on the record. It's been a long yeah. time yeah. since it's been beat a long Ohio time. State. Yeah. But this is this might be the year that his team beats Ohio State. Ohio State, they lost. Who did they lose to early this season? A non conference. Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Okay. Well, Oregon's Miss, tenth. Yeah, they're tenth. Oregon's tenth. But Michigan, so. they lost Michigan, Stanford, Michigan. Yeah, they lost Stanford. Yeah. But Michigan looks like the real deal, both sides of the football. So yeah. I'm calling it now, America. Miss, where are they playing at? He's going to Ann Arbor. Are they going to Ann Arbor? They've got to go to Michigan State, to Penn State, and then they host the Buckeyes. Dude, okay, listen, three ranked teams. They are going to they are going to destroy all those teams. Michigan is going to be be very happy. Michigan is going to beat Penn State, and they're going to beat Michigan State. They always do. And then they're going to beat Ohio State at home. They're going to win those three games. All and they're right. going to be here. You hey America, listen to me. I'm writing it Fan, down. FanDuel, you better get on and start betting. <laughs> FanDuel, you know, the king is talking. You better go out there and do it. I'm All winning right. money for you, baby. Just All give right. me a percentage. All give right. me a percentage. Parlay, baby. Parlay. You got tonight's picks, huh? Just give us the. I'm just giving a little, little, little insight of what yeah. I know. Okay. Uh, we'll check in on the baseball playoffs before we say goodbye. The Atlanta Braves off to a 2-0 lead over the heavily favored Dodgers. A couple of walk-off wins come from behind victories. I know you've sported a Braves hat on occasion here. Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. Yes, doesn't mean I'm a fan. Oh. I just like the colors. I just like the colors. Okay, wow. hey, I'm a fan of the Dodgers. Okay, I'm uh, the, the evil, super team, the, the evil empires, New York Yankees, and the Dodgers. Where are, are they? Okay? Where are the Yankees? Uh, you, you know what? You know where are the Brewers. Or the Red Sox. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. What, what about oh, our, now you're a Red Sox now. It, oh, what about, about our guy, Sox. Carlos Correa? He was the hero. Yes, Carlos. Yeah. Yes, Carlos, man. Carlos, that's my dude. Hey, listen, I want to see him do well. Yeah. I didn't want to see him beat the White Sox. I'm just going to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. I wanted him to have a great series, but I didn't want the Astros to win. And they won. Yeah, if you get a chance, check out Carlos Correa. He was a guest on Give Me the Hot Sauce earlier in the year. Really great. Talking uh, listen, about MMA. And here I am, hey, America... White Sox, I'm still sporting. I'm not. A, I'm not a bandwagon jumper. I know. Honestly, the reason I'm why I'm wearing this, the break. reason, the reason why I'm wearing this is because it matches my my sweatshirt. And <laughs> I just, I didn't have a hat to match the sweatshirt. America. Everything else is in so, boxes. So, is what you're go. saying. So, right? as you can see, out. as you can see. I'm matching over here. So, but I like Southside who jumps off the bandwagon I'm when things don't go well. She doesn't want to be called Southside anymore. She wants to be called Northside. That's and I told her I refuse true. to call her Northside. Refuse. All, all I know is true. when Carlos Correa goes, what time is it? It was episode 26. Uh, he goes, right. what time is it? It's time not to pitch to Kiki Hernandez. Oh, yeah. That yeah. guy is wow. en fuego. He's sitting almost 500 in the, in the postseason. Wow. Oh. Racha. <laughs> So, so now your uh, New England fandom is going to come yes. out. Yes. You're a big Red Sox fan all of a sudden? Right? Yeah, we, we, yeah all our, of team, sudden, our team. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. Were you, I, wait, 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 you a Red Sox fan? Okay, we're going to give you the Red Sox. You, I, but where were you at yesterday when Dallas and, and uh, uh, New England? Um, were you watching that game? Yeah. That was, okay. a, that was a tough uh, yeah, loss. That was a real tough yeah, loss. That was not good at Let me tell you something. Dallas should have lost that game. Okay? When they didn't go for it fourth and inches, and they kicked the field goal, you got Ezekiel Elliott and a big offensive line, and then they missed the field goal. I was like, they deserve to lose. Yeah. How do yeah. you not? And you're on. You're on the other end. You're on the, in New England territory. Well, New England did the same thing in overtime. Oh, they were yeah. like, "Oh, it's fourth down. We better punt the ball." Are you kidding me? Yeah. They oh, couldn't stop man. Dallas. Man, they I could was, not. They were worn out. It. Yeah, I, I'll I tell just, you. Though, I was mad. Mac though. Jones is looking good. He's looking. Yeah, unfortunately, every, unfortunately, lost. Yeah, but it's Dallas. Yeah. Dallas is a pretty good football Listen, team right now. The we'll Cowboys. See. Yeah. The Cowboys. How about we'll, them boys? Yeah. We'll see when they have <laughs> How about to go, them Cowboys? We'll see when the weather turns and they have to go east. Who? Dallas? Yep. 
Yep. Listen, they America, fade, America. Fade. Listen, I just want to throw this out here, America. They are gonna. Fade. I've, I've been a I've been a closet Dallas Cowboy fan. You know, I used to be a real Dallas. You grew Cowboy up in fan. Oklahoma. I grew up in Oklahoma yeah, when Roger Staubach and Danny White. I had to jump off the bandwagon when they sucked. Okay, I mean seriously. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. At least he admits he's a front yeah. runner. Yeah, I'm being honest. Like I'm, being, I'm not years. lying, America. <laughs> I jumped off the bandwagon, bandwagon because they stunk. I wasn't a bad, I wasn't a Cowboy fan last year because they sucked. They had the Red Rocket or the Red Rock, whatever his name is, his quarterback. <laughs> he's here yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, he's here now. Okay, well, anyway, they sucked. Okay, but now we're back. I'm coming out of the closet. I'm jumping back on Careful the horse, now. Careful and I'm now. riding with my Cowboys. <laughs> How about them That's Cowboys? <laughs> Oh, I've been shot <laughs> by Jerry Jones. Oh, Lord. Jerry, I'm sorry for jumping off the bandwagon. You know, brother. Jerry's going to medal at one point, and they're going to go east when no, it gets no. cold, no, and no, they're no, going to no. fold like a house Listen, of cards. How about, how about the Cardinals? <laughs> yeah, they, look, they look like the real deal. I mean, the yeah. Oklahoma quarterback, Kyle yeah, Murray. You know, I didn't know that. I didn't want to say that. I didn't <laughs> yeah, want to say okay, that. You know, I didn't want to say that. It, sorry, now, you can say it because yeah. you, you recognize talent too. Yeah, that's right. So I didn't want to say it in America because it'd be sound like I was a homer. Okay, but uh, honestly, there is an Oklahoma quarterback car, uh, uh, quarterback in the Cardinals, and they're undefeated. Hey, can he do all those commercials then instead of that Baker's? Ma- I mean, do we have to see more commercials? Isn't Baker's good in those commercials. Listen, I know, but they're tired. Baker, I love the trick or treating with the yes. nacho sauce. That's uh, Baker great. is like like Peyton. Manning. And when he did all, he has that sense of humor type thing and that look always looks yeah. confused in the commercial. <laughs> yes, I like Baker in those commercials. And as long as it's a sooner on TV, I will watch it. I will watch that commercial. If someone comes off from Wisconsin, better quarterback from where? Between those two that we just mentioned. We just saw it this weekend. Yeah. Who did you see? <laughs> Who did you see that was a better quarterback? I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay? I think, you know, yeah. I, I know who's better. Yeah. I know that they're both good. Yeah. But I know who's better. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. Because one was one and one was six. So, America, you do the investigating of who I'm talking about. Kyler Murray is the best of the two. Ow, I've been shot by Kyler Murray. Play the Oklahoma's fight song. It's about time to get out of here. Yes, it is. Because Stacey's out of control now with the Sooners rolling. Kyler Murray undefeated. I can't keep up. We got to America, OU DNA, baby. We gotta write say. this stuff down, man. Yes, there's yeah. a lot of jumping around. <laughs> the sooner get on the sooner bandwagon, baby. We're going to the national championship. We are going to beat Alabama yep. and we're going to beat Georgia. Slow your roll. You got Kansas first. That Kansas. Kansas. Oh, that'll be tough. Ooh, is Kansas even got a football team? <laughs> oh Lord, oh Lord. Easy win, easy win. Seven and zero, baby. Seven and zero. Oh my God. Boomer sooner, baby. Boomer sooner. <laughs> If the Sooners lose, I will jump off the bandwagon. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> so remember, if you'd like to hop on board the express that is the Gimme the Hot Sauce train, if you'd like to be a sponsor or advertise with the show, send us an email. Contact gths at gmail.com. Again, contact gths at gmail.com. If you have a question about the Sooners or anything else, we'd be happy to answer it. So we'll be looking forward to doing that next week for episode 52. We're glad to have Whispers back. Pretty quiet. No uh, no lewd comments today, you yeah. know, but that's all right. I, I didn't get He's an just... opportunity, but I'll store some up. <laughs> all right, you owe us two next week. That's going to do it for episode 51. We didn't even mention the fact this is the uh, Dick Butkus episode. One of the greatest linebackers Dickie of all B. time. From Chicago, played right. at U of I, yeah. and a bear. Famous actor after his playing career. I don't know, but I just remember that photo of him, the sidelines, his hands are all bloody. Gnarled. That, that's what football is. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. we got more 
Bears linebackers coming up in future episodes in the, the course yes, of the 50s. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And Stacy's got his uh, schedule starting Wednesday in Detroit, back home <laughs> oh, to play boy. Friday against the Pelicans. Bulls Nation, five out of six wins, baby. You heard it here first. Could go six and zero, but I don't want to be greedy. Okay, <laughs> five out of six. Remember, I told y'all that. Stacy said this. Stacy said this. Five out of six. We're gonna start off hot, baby. Sriracha. Get the hot sauce, and you can get that at gimmethehotsauce.com, America. Nice, get your bottle nice today. Work, and Shout remember, she will not end. She'll, She'll like, like it too. too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We only need one more phrase, Stacy. We can say goodbye. <laughs> Woo! Drive home safely, Chicago. Beep. There's a party here at the Sriracha Studios. Let me get some more bourbon.